Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Um, this fight between uh, Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson coming up. How do you see this fight actually playing out? All day, baby. All day. For I'm someone who obviously you spend all that time around Roy and you're seeing things that none of us are seeing. So what, what, what are we going to expect to see on? Yeah, I mean, I, I watched him spot eight rounds yesterday. Eight two-minute rounds, which is what... Um, which is what their fight will be. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's looking great, you know. I don't think, I don't think Mike has those eight rounds in him. Roy does. I've seen it. I don't think Mike has that. I don't see how he could physically do eight two-minute rounds with the life that he's led over the last 15 years. Um, smoking the drinking the drugs the inactivity in the gym no training um when you add all that together it's just just i don't see how it's going to be physically possible for him to do eight rounds effectively one or two rounds he can he can he can bust out he can knock out one or two rounds and that's what's going to determine the fight if if he can catch Roy early, that's 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 his that's his only chance in my opinion. Um, you know, they say power is the last thing to go in a fire. So you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna go off of that, you know, he's one of the most devastating knockout artists of all time. So if he catches if he hits Roy right, you know, Roy is gonna be in trouble. Now, I'm, we're not, no, one's, no one's delusional about that. But, you know, Roy Jones is, um, he's, you know, masterful footwork. You know, if, if, he can, if he can evade the early onslaught, then I think he's going to be good. I think he'll, he'll outpoint Mike, um, maybe even make him quit, maybe even stop him. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he he could knock Mike out. You know, Mike can be Mike can be stopped. So uh, it's it's extremely interesting. It's exciting. Uh, it's worrying because they are, you know, they are in their fifties. You don't want to see anybody get seriously injured. You know, two heroes, two icons, two legends. Um, you know. I think they are wearing. Are they? Are they? They're wearing headgear. Don't know. I don't know what ounce gloves they're wearing either. I think. I think it's twelve ounce gloves. Um, I don't think there's any headgear. Um, two minute rounds exhibition. I think there are judges. Um, Is it going to be an exhibition though? I mean. It's I mean, that's what, it's, that's what it's billed as. That's what it has to be billed as. Because about Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. So, is it going to be? I mean, let's put it this way. Roy is not training like it's an exhibition. He's not... He doesn't have an exhibition mindset from what I've been watching over the last few months. And I'm sure Mike Tyson doesn't either. Um, you know, it has to be billed as an exhibition because of their age and the, you know, there's no belts, there's no, you know, it's two minute rounds. It's not, so it's not, it's not a real fight. Um, but I think they're treating it like a real fight. I think that when that bell goes, you know, regardless of the fact that it's an exhibition, they're going to be looking to, uh, they're going to be looking to hurt each other, man. You know, just like any other fight, just like any other fight. Um, and that's what makes it so um, compelling, so uh, so exciting to to think about and to to look forward to because.
they are both legends. They've both done so much in their careers. Uh, and now they're, they're going to fight each other in their 50s, which is just crazy, but it's happening. So uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But if you're going to ask me who's going to win, all day, baby, all day. Okay. Um, and I say that with actually, actually pain in my heart too, because it's Mike Tyson. Who doesn't love Mike Tyson, you know, especially as a fighter? You know, he's, he's a legend. He's, you know, he's a guy you sit down as as a kid and you look, look at his videos and you're just like, like, who is this guy? I, I wouldn't, if, if you asked me last year, you know, yo, would you ever want to see Mike Tyson lose a fight? I'd look at you like you're crazy. Like, why would I ever want to see Mike Tyson lose a fight? Like, he's, he's, a, he's a hero of mine. Um, so this isn't something that I'm, you know, saying lightly, but Roy Jones is also a hero of mine and I'm, I'm with Roy. So, you know, best of luck to both men. May the best man win. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Danny Flexen here for Seconds Out. Delighted to be joined by a former British and Commonwealth heavyweight champion and Olympic bronze medalist, David Price. How are you doing? Good evening, Danny. Doing well, thanks. <laughs> Uh-huh. At the risk of dating this interview, we've done it a little bit earlier in the evening because the Liverpool-Leicester game kicks off in 45 minutes. And I imagine yeah. we're both a little bit um, apprehensive about it. Although, you know, we're in good form, relatively. But they're a good team. Yeah. They are a good team. We've got cripples with injuries, Liverpool, aren't we? But it makes it a bit more interesting, doesn't it? Because if everyone was fit, Liverpool make things easy for themselves, don't they? So... It could make it a bit of interest, and it's like a like an handicap in a horse race. Put a bit of extra weight on the best, the best horse, and it'll make it more competitive. So, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to. Quite, quite like a nice cakewalk, me. <laughs> I'm not into the, the risk taking for the sake of it, but <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. But there's there's nothing else happening, is there? So we may as well get get a bit risky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, before we talk about um, Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce, which takes place on Saturday night, big heavyweight fight, of course. Last time you and I spoke, you were talking about having just gone back to the gym and done some punching work for the first time in a long while. Has there been any more of that since? Have you, have you kind of been going more regularly? No. <laughs> <laughs> I only went in for a week and then, no, do you know what? I've been busy doing other things, to be honest. Um, the, long, the longer it's going on, you know, you know, it's, uh, but at the minute I'm just, I'm just busy getting other things going on outside of boxing. Um, but, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw my hands in just yet. Can you tell us much about the other projects you've got going on? Anything kind of exciting? Just, just business, just, just like setting business up and, um, you know, just bits and bobs that I'm doing outside, setting me, setting me future after boxing up there. Is what I'm trying to do because uh, you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be here hopefully for a long time where I'm not a professional boxer, so I need I need to get that set up really, and that's what I'm focusing on at the minute. You there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've still got Hello? you. You're, you're frozen, but you're there. <laughs> that's it. Is yeah. it? You're there. What you, I said? You're frozen, but yeah, I heard everything. It's fine. Yeah, okay. As long as you heard it, yeah. Um, yeah. So- Really, yeah, just trying trying to get after boxing sorted, and then if there's if there's a something that excites me to to get the goals back on, then then I might, you know. I feel like I should ask because of the fight we're going to be previewing. But would you have any interest? Because I don't want to just presume you wouldn't. But would you have any interest in challenging for that Lonsdale belt again and, and regaining it, or have you already done everything you could really in that sense? No, we don't. Uh, we'll see something like that. Yeah, that's. Um... So fight for a British title is always um, is always an attractive proposition if you've failed to to breach 
that world level, which I which I failed to hit. I didn't like quite reach world level. I fought against some world class operators who fought for world titles and everything else, and but I didn't actually beat them. But um, so so when when you kind of you know accept your level type of thing, and and obviously British title level is is not to be sniffed at, especially when there's quality operators around. This country has obviously got a good handful in the top 10 in the world, haven't we now? So mm-hmm. the British title is up for grabs um, amongst the ones just below that. So no, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out. Obviously, when you haven't been in the gym properly for, for don't know how long, you, like I said last time I spoke to you, you kind of lose sight of what what you're good at and what you're capable of when you're sitting on your ass, not doing much. But then when you start throwing punches again and everything else and start sparring, maybe have a, maybe have a fight, get a win, that's that's when you start, you know, me personally, you'd, you'd go, yeah, you'd pretty much fight anyone because you're, you're a fighter and that's what you're here to do. You, you, you take fights, you, you know, I've never, I've never really avoided taking a risk. I've took risks and they haven't paid off at times. So, so yeah, it is a, it is something definitely. Well, I think if the winner of um, Dubois Joyce decides to vacate the British, which seems likely because they're both in and around world level now, um, it could be you, it could be Nathan Gorman, Fabio Wardley. You're all kind of there or thereabouts for for that British title. I would suggest. Yeah, there's there's an um, there's like a new wave of up and coming, younger, you know, fresh. Hungry, unbeaten fighters who, who will have eyes on the British title, um, and yeah, it, it potentially could be something. But there might be even something beyond that as well for me. You know, my name still carries weight. I'm coming off a defeat to Derek Chisora, which was a short notice job anyway. And before that, I, I stood Dave Allen on his head, and I, and I had a few wins together and everything else. So yeah, um, there could be there could be opportunities anywhere really. Or you know, once once I put my name back out there, I'm sure I'm sure the calls will. I'm you know, sure the phone will ding, and then I'll just see what's what. Yeah, I'm alright. What's that in the background? Oh no. Oh, it's that. Yeah, there we go. What's up? All is well. All is good. We're still in COVID since the last chat we had. Yeah. You know, everything's still behind closed doors. You had your fight. Uh huh. Ticking along. You got rid of them pretty quickly. Yeah, it seems so long ago now, July. Mm. But yeah, that was a brief fight. Was it round four? I can't remember now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's good to get back out there again and show the people what I'm made of. Absolutely. Absolutely. How about your um, the fights with um, Daniel going ahead behind closed doors? Are you fine about that? Um, it's not the most, it's not the best thing in the world. The best ideal scenario was the way it was going in April 11th, my training camp in Vegas, da da da, um, sold out O2 crowd, pay-per-view, but now it's behind closed doors without a pay-per-view, but a lot of people will be able to watch it. So that's, that's good. And it's also progressing my career because once I beat the bar, then, you know, I'm, I could get a shot of the title. Exactly. Against or exactly. uh, Usyk, possibly. Yeah, and as you said, I think you said when we spoke last, like, it's not like the clock's ticking, but you don't want to waste time. That's why you took this yeah. fight, because you knew it would project you in a lot of ways, you know, a victory in this fight. Yeah, definitely the, the clock's ticking. I'm 35, but I feel uh, pretty young 35, and considering I started boxing at 22, that... The Warriors now. I haven't been too long in the sport, so I'm pretty fresh. What did you not know now, then that you know now? 
then you... when you were 22 and you started what did what do what did you not know that you do know now mate i <laughs> i was 22 i um i think i was still in uni wait 20 yeah because i was tw i was yeah yeah i was probably out in america doing like cheerleading and stuff <laughs> and like oh for, uh, doing my fa uh, funny art, i think mm. no, actually i would have been 23 but yeah i I barely started boxing. I think I started Elsfield over the summer. Yeah. And just because I, I, growing up, I did a lot of martial arts. I did karate, kickboxing, kung fu, capoeira. And I felt that I wanted to do something that's like more like a bread and butter art form. So I tried out Elsfield because I knew it was like one of the boxing, local boxing gyms near, nearby. So, I've, but then I really like fell in love with it and I felt that I could like, progressing my career like that so but I mean I'd only just started it then at 22 but it takes 10 years to reach uh, sporting excellence so I've managed to you know over the years on GB get a lot of fights and get a lot of experience in with the WSB as well and I'm more than 10 years in now so I'm uh, this is the time where I'm um, ready to to challenge for a world title and you know to get in these big fights do you think that we've seen during lockdown some big fights the fighters affected by the fact that they aren't in front of a big crowd i'm thinking vasil lomachenko against lopez tiafimo lopez yeah. a couple of weeks ago like if the crowd had been there, it might have urged him on a little bit more a little bit earlier in the fight. Because I think we all accept that he didn't really get going till the halfway through the seventh round, you know? Yeah, maybe that had, a, had, a, had an effect on him and being in lockdown and not really being able to move about freely. And But I respect to um, Teofimo Lopez, like his dad has always said he's like, he's the best. And, um, and he proved, he really proved it beating pound for pound best in Lomachenko I was quite su surprised but I thought that if anyone's to do it he had the potential to do it but I thought that um, Lomachenko like you know knowing how he boxes will you know he, he takes a while to warm up and uh, will, will work out his opponent because once he works out his opponent that's it then he starts like putting them together and just like he knows exactly how to mm. how to work them after that but I think um Teofimo Lopez kept him at bay and he's uh you know was was better on the night and you know it was victorious and it was a great fight and he, he moves on with uh with all them belts and stuff so would you like to see a second fight though between them because it would be kind of very interesting we know that Lomachenko is naturally smaller man that Teofimo Lopez yeah. is the real bull and the bull worked for him in that fight and also um he had the right game plan. He, he clearly had the right game plan and he hurt Lomachenko early and he couldn't get the Matrix moving, could he? But would a second fight fascinate you? Um, I don't know. I think, because aren't they going to like change weight divisions yeah. and yeah. stuff like that? So, I mean, it's, I guess it's out there. It's out, it's out there if they, if they want it. But, um... I don't know who's who's uh, who's he got next then? Who would uh, well he could fight, have next? He, he could fight the winner of Devin Haney and Uriorkis Gamboa. He could fight the winner of Luke Campbell and Ryan Garcia, for example. Yeah, There's so loads of great. It's a sexy division, lightweight. Yeah, a really good so division now. I'd probably like to see like more of them kind of fights. Yeah. Against the guys with the flashing fists who are going to come and meet him in the middle, yeah. But but then like um, Lomachenko's still there, so he can come back at any time with yeah. any of these up. So, but I mean, yeah, it's up to. Have they got like a? Depends what the contracts like. If they've got a um, rematch, there's no rematch. Course. There wasn't no no. Aram has said oh, there's no no rematch. Course. Talk about going up in weight. What do you make of this weekend and uh, Alexander Usyk against Derek Chisora? How do you see it? Yeah, it's an interesting fight. I definitely want. I'm definitely going to be tuning in, and I think, you know, Chisora is, yeah, like a warhorse. He's going to be coming forward, and he's going to be putting pressure on him and trying to knock him out. 
Um, but I think Usyk, when his footwork and his skills is going to um, be moving around, moving his head, um, getting away and frustrating Jezora. But it, being heavyweight boxing, it only takes one punch. So if um, Jezora can manage to, you know, bring a, sal a, a salvo and like get him in trouble, then he has a potential to end it there. But I think probably Usyk, um, round 11 will start, will just be frustrating him and, you know, just keep on tagging him and moving and being on, you know, just, I think outclassing him. Um, and, you know, I think maybe he has, you know, because he's slowed down and he's built his strength a bit more. So maybe he might be able to knock Shazora out or like, you know, frustrate him to a point where he kind of like, I don't know. Gets a late stoppage. No, I'm picking a late, yeah, late stoppage. Yeah, late stoppage, like round 11. Yeah, I see a late yeah. stoppage. 9, 10, 11, 12. Usyk putting the pressure on. Derek being very frustrated. And he's in the shape of his life as well. That's what's fascinating, you know. Um, Derek, he's, I mean, yeah, 35, but he's in fantastic shape, you know. Yeah, so he'd have been doing all the um, Versa Climber with Rubin and, <laughs> and um, the whole, like, routine and diet and stuff, plan with David. Like the <laughs> yeah. David's his best mate now. It's so fascinating. Isn't I know. It? Yes, yes, funny, isn't it? Like, I mean, well, I was there when they brawled in the press conference in Munich in 2012. Yeah, like, like, absolutely, like glasses, yeah. bottles, and everything, everything. Ta uh, tables, and tripods, yeah. and yeah. whatever else. <laughs> and now they're all uh, uh, chum chummy. Or yeah. Whatever. yeah. Do you think you and Daniel Dubois will ever be mates? Certainly not uh, at the moment, are you? Yeah, not at the moment. We need to, like, after I beat him, then I'll be his mate, yeah? <laughs> a bit like that. Talk to me about that a little bit then. You've had to kind of have him in your mind, have him in your mind. I mean, I spoke to him yesterday. Yeah. He said, I've been thinking about Joe for so long that I yeah. just want to have the fight now. I've been thinking about him and thinking about him, and then it's rearranged and rescheduled. And, and I said, remember that BT Sport a BT Tower press conference we were all at and there was a bit of argy-bargy. That seems such oh, yeah. a long time ago. I know, yeah. It was last year. It was last year. <laughs> Feels like it, yeah. yeah. Oh, and it's finally happening. Yeah. November 28th. And oh yeah, on the same night then there's that Mike Tyson and... Um, Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones I'll pick the winner in that one then before we talk about Daniel. Oh, just from like watching the training footage, I'm saying... Mike, Mike Tyson because he looks serious and savage yeah. um, but Roy Jones Jr you can never write him off man because you know he, he's, he's um, you know especially remember him in his prime mate it's unbelievable pound pound number one he found oh, chinks in the door where he could just put his fist through a tiny little hole and boom you know unbelievable unbelievable yeah. And they're quite similar, similar weights and sizes and stuff. That'll be interesting. I, I don't know about that. I think. Mike I think. I think. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I, I think if Roy gets past the first couple of rounds, I think he's got it. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's my theory. We shall see. You're going Mike Tyson by knockout. Then, if it's a Mike Tyson knockout, it's going to be vicious. Mate, know it. <laughs> so um, rather him than me, anyway. Yeah. So, so finally, onto the onto the yeah onto the um. Your fight with Daniel, I say, November 28th. Um, you've thought about him a long time. He's thought about you. It's finally on. What's yeah. bell rings, what happens? Well, I haven't been thinking him, about him like that. Like, maybe he's thinking about me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what was the question? Bell, bell rings, what happens? Um, so, we both, like, start with a, with a jab and see... I don't know. I don't know. Dubois might just come and like, he might just come and like swinging, swinging at me, swinging for the rafters. I don't know. We're, no, I'm mean, both come from amateur boxing, so we'll see how it starts. He might be, he'll probably be a bit, bit nervous because it's the biggest fight to date. We'll, we'll see. But I think, yeah, it's definitely going to, it's definitely going to be some exchanges going for all fight. And yeah, I'm just going to, Try not to get tagged by any of them big shots and just go to work, really. Do uh, do what I do best. And um, it might be a bit of a toe-to-toe, tash-to-tash. 
in there. Do you think he hasn't really been tested yet that and you're the first person to, to really be going in there to test him? Yeah, I think I think if like looking at his fights, so I was looking at his fights in um in the hotel Salas system, we had that big screen and did uh, did a had a little look and like, you know, did some analysis and we was watching the Lati fight and he mm. troubled him a little bit there. Yeah, so yeah. and there's you know, there's bits here and there where we feel we can, you know, get some success. So it's just uh I've got the best man for the job in my corner. So um yeah, I'm just really looking forward to the fight. Mm-hmm. And it'll be such a an achievement when I beat him and silence all these um critics and I'll be happy for uh, my newfound fans. <laughs> that have seen the light <laughs> I don't know yeah no it's just yeah it should be good like plenty of eyes um, on on this fight because it's not pay-per-view so everyone can can go and uh, subscribe and watch it on BT and you know, B- BT is a, a massive um, broadcaster so um, it, whoever wins will have the potential of being the will will be the number one of BT number one heavyweight. So that's um, what I'm in it for. And the broadcast title, you get the broadcast yeah. title, then you get promoted upwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then world t- uh, t- world title challenge. Do you think a world title is next if you win this fight? I, I would imagine so, unless I have like a one a interim fight between them now and then. But hopefully it'll be with a crowd for the world title, not behind closed doors, because yeah. that would suck. <laughs> but I mean that, like, this is this is what you know what life is, and you know it's like you can't have it. It's not always goes the way that you envision all the time, but I will get there in the end. Are you going to knock him out? Yeah, I don't. I don't plan on. Uh, I don't plan on taking it to the 12th round. Yeah. Uh, if I see an opportunity, I will capitalise on it. Brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Lovely. I'm going to let you go. Um, i got to run myself. I'm going to run this out on Talk Sport tomorrow night on the show. All right. Um, and obviously use the words for a piece in the Telegraph as well. I'll probably put it on my YouTube. Yeah, you look really well. You seem very relaxed. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I've uh, been, um, yeah, just training hard behind the scenes and just picking up on my technique and sparring. I'm doing more rounds. I think I'm doing eight rounds today, so I, I need to get ready soon. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, things are going well and excellent. I'm I'm ready to put on a dominant performance on the 28th of November. Brilliant, Joe. Can't wait to see you during fight week as well. Stay well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you'll be around, yeah? I hope so. I hope to get in the bubble and come to the fight. I mean, I think it's a big fight. It's a big fight. All right, Gareth. Yeah, lovely. uh, Yeah, I'll... uh, Appreciate your time as always. Thanks very much, Joe. All right. Cheers. Cheers, bud. Another fight that we're all looking forward to this weekend. Heavyweight fight that's got everybody talking. Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> Shane McGuigan. What do you make of Iron Mike's return to the ring? I thought you were going to talk about the, the one that we are actually all looking forward to. Um, I don't even want to talk about it. The fact that it's a no, you know it's, it's going to be a no contest and there's no knockouts. It's a bit of a farce. So should we talk about the real one? Let's talk about the real. I just wanted to set you okay. up for that one. Dubois versus Joyce. Um, massive domestic fight. I'm really excited about it. I know you will be too. Talk to me about the fight. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I think, you know, Dubois, a, you know, he's, a, he's an absolute beast. You know, he's, he's, he's got lots of momentum, but albeit at a lower level. Joe Joyce has boxed much better opposition. Um, and you know he's he's had fights where he's looked very beatable, and then other fights that he's looked like he's a wrecking machine. So I'm excited. I think this is a really good fight. I think Joe's got to be switched on early, and Daniel's got to try and dent him as much as he can early. Um, and I think once if it gets past four rounds, it's going to be an exciting fight. 
Now you've had Daniel in the gym, obviously to spar Lawrence Acoli, Chris Billum-Smith. You make a good point there about the rounds. There seems to be everybody's kind of prediction is Dubois early or potentially Joyce late. Any indications that there may be a struggle with the gas tank from Daniel Dubois based on what you've seen in the gym? No, Dan- Daniel's very fit and he's very, you know, like, he's, he's very um, poised. You know, he's got, he's got a good mature head on him. Um, I just think that he's not known for his punch output. He's known for his punch power. And the longer the rounds go, everyone will obviously feel like, he, you know, can he, can he continue to turn, this, to, to turn the lights off late, late on in a, a fight, you know? Um, I can't remember who it was. Was it, was it uh, Johnson? Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson, yeah. He, he just looked a bit one-paced, you know? He looked a bit, like, uh, methodical and, like, it's so such a relief, isn't it, when that sound... Yeah, they turned it off 45 minutes into the interview. Yeah, they turned the, uh, the sound off ages... Should have turned that off ages ago, Chris. <laughs> anyway, uh, and uh, yeah, I just think you know sometimes he's he's, he's looked a little bit methodical, but um, at the same time he's super super dangerous. Um, and yeah, I just you know bet you got Joe Joyce who looked I didn't think he looked very good against Bryant Jennings, but um, but he's done so much in the amateurs. He's so seasoned. He's 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 travelled around the. Bloody world! Even as a pro, he's travelled around the world. He's been to Salas's gym in the states and stuff like that. He's done a lot of. He's trained out in Big Bear. He's trained with um, Adam Booth. He's you know he's 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 seen a lot of people and he's done a lot of work with me in the past. Um, Big Joe, I, I trained him a lot back in 2013 and 2014 before the Commonwealth Games and stuff. So I know how effective he is. Um, so it's a real it's a really interesting fight. Expand on that because it's the first time you've mentioned it on camera. So let's talk about the period of time that you trained Joe Joyce or that you, you spent with Joe Joyce. Just talk us a little bit through that. How you feel he's different now compared to what he was when you had him? Yeah, but you know he it was a, it was twenty thirteen, um, and then you know he 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 wants to go to the Olympics, but he said, look, can I keep coming in and do some pads and stuff? And I was like, yeah, no problem. So quite a lot of weekends he would come in and we would do pads and. Um, and, you know, and I, I sort of said to him after the Commonwealth Games, I said, I think you should look to turn pro um, because obviously because of his age. And, um, and I, you know, you can wait another two years and, and not get the not get the gold, which is exactly what happened and not get the the credit. You know, there's, there's one Anthony Joshua because he's boxed and got a gold medal in, in the Olympics and all of the endorsements and everything off the back of it. It's a very marketable guy. But the fact is that he won it in London. It wasn't quite the same going out to to Rio, and um, you know, and and it didn't really, even though it was obviously an Olympic silver medal, it, it it hadn't really progressed his um, stature almost, or in terms of like his his, uh, his future earning potential and stuff like that. So, um, but no, you know, we uh, we had a discussion after the Olympics as well, and um, we I sort of said, look, you know. Um, we'll, we'll go our separate ways here and stuff. And I've got a lot of respect for, for Joe. He's he's open, and upfront, and honest. And I think you know, he's um, he's yeah, he's 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 done a lot in a short space of time. And he's boxed Verne, Jennings. You know what I mean? Even Ian Lewis in that early on in his fight, he's willing to take the risks and jump in there. And he's you know he's known for his punch out, but he's known for his his granite chin. The fact that he's Big lump, high work rate, um, and if he gets through the first couple of rounds, it's going to be a very interesting fight because you know he, he, I think he can get he, if he gets accustomed to your power, that's just not where you want him. You know you need to keep him. If I was Daniel Dubois, I'd be moving off. I'd be shooting the jab. You know, I'd be varying the power up. I'd be touch touch and then bang picking one out rather than hitting him hard all the time because he's he's like a a heavyweight Carl Froch, you know, it's like if you hit him hard every time, he's just going to become numb and immune to the power. <laughs> it's just that these guys are freaks. So you need to hit him downstairs, you know, vary the power, vary the speed, you know what I mean? Constantly moving, adjusting. And do I think Daniel Dubois has that ability? I'm not sure. You know, he's definitely got the ability to say, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet you head on. I'm going to whack with you. And he's got probably arguably the hardest puncher in the heavyweight division because he's, He's just ridiculously heavy-handed. But if he doesn't land, 
and he's trading up, you know, he's he's a, he's a young, he hasn't fully matured. He's not, you know, what I mean, he's not um, he's he's not as seasoned. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it could go could go either way. It's one of those ones, and I'm 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 really excited and looking forward to it. Well, now you've given us that extensive insight into both people, the fact that you, you've had Debar in for sparring, you've trained Joe Joyce, you have to give me a prediction now. No. If you had one pound, and it's my pound, so you don't even care if you lose it, who would you put it on? Um, a draw. No, I, I don't want to side with anyone, really. I don't want to side, because look, there's an argument on either side, and I'm going to be that. I'm going to be Johnny Nelson, and sit on the fence, mate. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to sit there and just say, nah, nothing. <laughs> you can still get away from me. I'm, I'm not going to give you a prediction. I've said there's an argument for either side. It's up to you. I know who your money's on. Who's my money on? Well, you told me off camera. What did I say? I'm not going to repeat it because I'm not a snitch, mate. <laughs> Shane McGregor, always a pleasure. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Um, do always enjoy our little visits down to the lovely University of Kent. Shout out the University wow. of Kent. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic start. They've, uh, it's Chris over there from the University of Kent. Always uh, super accommodating and uh, appreciate you coming down, making that arduous trip down to this terrible part of the world. Three hours to get here, by the way. And you get to listen to Ryan Elliott the whole way, complaining about being grey at 22. Yeah. I had to buy him a McDonald's on the way, otherwise he wouldn't come. Just Vasquez, just get off. There. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Wicked. Thank you for the interview once again. Thanks very much. He's dangerous. He's got dynamite in both fists. This is a big fight for boxing fans all around the world. Uh, how to exploit Joe's um, weaknesses and, and recognise his strengths. Frank Warren suggested that the winner of this fight will go on. All of us sitting here for seconds out. Here with Cam Goff, the strength and conditioning coach for Joe Joyce. Uh, we're here at last, fight week. We've all got our green bands on. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, how, how are you feeling? How's, how's, how's everything coming into this week? Yeah, spirits are high. Um, everyone's in a, on a good, good energy. Um, positive, confident. The work's been done previous, so we're in a good place right now. So you're the strength and conditioning coach and, and the tank that is Joe Joyce. He must be putting and impressing you through through the sessions that you do. Just just talk to me a little bit about what, what you guys generally do. What's a general session consist of? Um, generally, from Joe, it's just getting it from a face to face with camp. And obviously, you know, Joe is a is a big, strong, absolute unit. So just sometimes pulling him back, sometimes pushing him. Um, we're lucky that we've had um, we've had Joe get tested into his old university at Middlesex University from Chris Curtis. So we had all our stats and all our data pressed. So exactly what we needed to work on for this camp, and we've had a, a good time to build on it. So when Joe gets on the scales later, you should see an, an impressive Joe Joyce. Of course, I've got to sort of talk about the news I broke out yesterday in regards to Ismail Salas. Um, and I spoke to Joe regarding this in, in regards to sort of, first of all, one of the questions was splitting his time, splitting, as in Salas splitting his time with different fighters. He's got his own gym in Vegas and then he's got Joe here uh, in, in London. Um, how was that for Joe? Because I'm sure that's not ideal coming into the biggest fight of your career that you're having a training that's flying around everywhere. Absolutely, it's not it's not ideal, but um, Joe being a constant professional that he is, we simply adapt and overcome. Joe's very lucky that he's had two very good coaches in his corner the whole time throughout with Steve Broughton and Ishmael Salas, and they've worked very closely together. Um, I suppose it's being a world-class trainer like Ishmael Salas that he's he's got six-odd fighters out in Vegas that desire his time, attention 24-7, and also Joe. Um, but it's not like it's the first time they've done it. They've done it previously, and obviously Steve's now got the the, the go-ahead to be the, the main man in the corner. And how, how have them sessions been coming along? Has, has 
Salah's been on like some sort of FaceTime. How, how, how has it worked? Yeah, we've, had, we've had a really good, good team together and we've always constantly talking to each other via WhatsApp, online, through FaceTime, etc., etc. And even though Salas hasn't been there in the present, we've still been on FaceTime, he's still been watching, he's still had, kept, kept them around nice and high in camp. So Salas has, has been there, but he, but he hasn't. He's been with us through, through social media, through FaceTime, through WhatsApp. And we, we were a team, we're all together at this at the end of the day. For Joel, is this if he, if I'm, I'm, it's, it's hard for me to say this to a member of his team, but if he doesn't win, it's going to take him a long time to get back to this stage again, or maybe fight for for world title. So, is there a lot of pressure on Joel coming into this fight? Um, I don't think so. If you look through Joe's career, through his amateur and his professional status, he's always had a, a lot of pressure going into it. But Joe's gone in there and got the job done. I mean, we've seen it through the amateurs, and we've also seen it professional ranks as well. Um, you see back in July where Joe had a, a phone call to have a three-and-a-half-week camp in preparation. And um, he went in there and got the job done. A lot of other professionals might not have stepped in there at that time. And Joe had loads of pressure on him at the time, obviously, to come through that one, to come through to fight now. And um, we got the job done. So I think with Joe, he takes it in his stride. He keeps moving forward and he, he keeps building. Come tell me what's going to happen on Saturday night. Obviously, you're going to have your man winning. But what do you envisage happening on Saturday night? Uh, a Joe Joyce victory. Knockout? Either or either. I think we've planned, we've planned for the best and we've also planned for the worst. So in all favour, it goes to a, a Joe Joyce win. I actually wanted to ask you about, moving away from this fight, I wanted to ask you about uh, something that the government put out. The government actually uh, put out uh, a statement saying that they're going to invest money into certain sports and all these sports came out looking on the list and boxing wasn't there. How much of a shame, how, much, how, how detrimental is that to boxing, and especially grassroots boxing, the amateur level? Absolutely. I think the way you, way you look at these high professionals, like the, the likes of headlining the sport with a minute, they all started from somewhere within a community. They could have taken different routes in their life, but some people found their way through boxing. They made good relationships through boxing. They went on to achieve great things. And it's also, it's, a, it's distraught that it's, it's come to that and it's not even had the, the smallest bit of attention because boxing has done so much for this, this country and for this sport. If you look at like London 2012, with the boxing there and obviously going onto the map from that, it's, it's, been, it's been massive. And to have that, it's kind of, it's a, it's a massive blow. But hopefully all the boxing community can all pull together and to obviously overcome this, what, what we're going through right now. I think uh, the only sort of uh, shining light at this present time is that, you know, there is at some point in the future, we're talking next week as well, that there's going to be people attending, attending fights. As long as you're in Tier 2, mm -hmm. we can get a crowd in. We know next week, Frank Warren's got a show on Anthony Yard and Lyndon Arthur. He said he's going to bring key workers in. So that's a great gesture yeah. from Frank. We're hearing that Anthony Joshua, Kubra Pruleb, there's going to be something going on in regards to that, whether that's a few tickets for sale. There's nothing being announced, but there is some, some sort of whispers. But how great is it to finally slowly, slowly get back to some sort of normality. It's, it's, it's great that obviously we can get people and fans back into the, into the system, into the stadiums, into the arenas now, because I think the, the athletes and that, they kind of miss that. They miss that. And everyone, everyone coming together, like when you go out with your friends and that and you want to go to an event like this, it's a shame that this fight isn't a couple of weeks later down the line and that, but it is what it is. We're here right now and it's great that everyone can come together and we can slowly start to get back into normality. Cool. Cam, I want to thank you for giving me your time. Um, I know I, I want to wish you guys luck on Saturday night. I'm sure I've said the same to uh, Daniel's team as well. So, yeah, both great fights. a 50-50 fight. The British public demanded it and they got it. So hopefully Saturday night is going to be a good night. Thank you very much for talking to Sekhazar. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Cheers. Well, either way, even without a crowd, um, Joe Joyce, Daniel Dubois will face off. The winner, could the next opportunity for the winner be a title shot? Uh, I don't know about uh, it being a title shot. I mean, to, to me, in order to get a title shot, you got to prove yourself. And uh, people have to see that you deserve that chance. And people have to see that you, and they want to see it. They want to see you in a title shot and that you deserve one. It will elevate the winner regardless, but oh, yeah. for the loser, this is a risky fight. You know, someone's always got to go. They're both putting that on the line here. It's like a game of snakes and ladders. You know, you climb up that ladder and then, you know, with one loss, you find yourself down at the bottom. Where does the loser go from here? How do they rebound physically, mentally, um, and, and take that path back to, to being in contention again? Well, you know, once you lose, 
you, 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 you have to, it depends on how you handle the loss. So if you handle a loss as in, oh, that's it, man, I don't know what I'm gonna do type of thing, or you handle the loss as, no, I'm gonna come back and, and or I'll face him down the road. I, now I know what I need to do, I'll see you in a year and a half. And you know, it depends on what your mindset is. Yeah. Well, you proved your mindset during your career. You always came back and you know, with the very few losses you had, you came back and you righted those. Oh, absolutely, those absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna see the mindset play out for sure. So I'm not gonna ask you to make a prediction. I'm just gonna say, what do you think we can look forward to between this fight between Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce? Well, at first you're gonna see like a tentative fight because they have to get used to each other mm -hmm. and then you're gonna you're gonna be on the edge of your seat wondering <laughs> you know who's gonna land the first big shot mm -hmm. you know obviously everybody's looking for Daniel Dubois to, to, to land the big shot but uh, they may be surprised he may come out with a hook or an uppercut you never know what 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 comes in a fight let's talk about heavyweight greats Mike Tyson at age 54 is coming back he's fighting Roy Jones Jr. It's an exhibition fight, November 28th, here in LA at the Staples Center. Eight rounds, two minutes each round, and they'll be wearing 12 ounce gloves. I just want to ask, what was your reaction when you first heard that this fight was announced? I was, um, I was saying, really? You know, Mike Tyson's <laughs> gonna step back in the ring and he's going against Roy Jones? Interesting, I thought it was an interest, interesting uh, fight. I mean, they're doing it for charity, and I think that's a good thing. And uh, I didn't feel that, you know, we would ever see Mike Tyson back in the ring. You know, I thought he was very happy doing his uh, different businesses around the world, being a movie star. Mm -hmm. But to come back in the ring and fight, you know, uh, everybody loves Mike Tyson. Everybody loves Roy Jones. And, uh, you know, they, they just want to see him in the ring again. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not a bad thing. And, and uh, you know, at his age, I think it's good that the fact that he wants to, he can actually push himself to actually step back in the ring. And we've seen his training videos. I mean, he's certainly got himself in shape. But it's an exhibition fight. But Freddie Roach came out recently and said, there's no way Mike Tyson's going to treat this as an exhibition fight. He's going to go out from, you know, the first round and, and want to win this thing. And I think they both said in the press conference that they're, they're treating this like a, a real fight. I mean, what do you think of that? Do you think they can go out and, and essentially spar each other for an exhibition? Or do you think they're coming for each other's heads? Well, you know, you have, to, you have to remember how Roy Jones is. Roy Jones is one of the quickest fighters out there uh, when he was fighting, and he moves around the ring. He's not gonna be an easy target. Um, quick as, you know, Roy Jones was in the Olympics with me. He was the fight before me in the Olympics, oh, yeah. <laughs> where uh, I think the Korean didn't wanna step out of the ring. So I had to wait because the Korean fighter didn't wanna leave the ring. So I, I remember him from way back then. So I know he's quick mm -hmm. and this type of fight, he's not looking to get hit. And I'm sure it's gonna be a big ring. So mm -hmm. until Mike Tyson catches up with him, you know, it, um, if he can catch up with him, yeah. we're gonna see a good fight. Okay, would you be able to do an exhibition fight? And I'll, I'll put it this way first. As an athlete, as a fighter, you're tuned to win. Every time you step in there and that competitive edge takes over, you're there to win. So could you see yourself doing more of an exhibition style fight yourself? Um, it's, you know, that's an interesting question. You know why? <laughs> because a lot of people um, say they're gonna do an exhibition until they get hit. And then, you know, it's a thing with athletes. It's like, who got, who got that last hit? Who got, who got uh, the best over uh, the other person? So it's like that if, you know, if Roy Jones hits Mike Tyson a couple of times and then runs around, you know, Mike Tyson's not gonna sit there and say, <laughs> oh, this is an exhibition. No, Mike Tyson can say, I gotta get you back. I gotta hit you a couple of times, maybe three times. So it's like that. Yeah. So you'd feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. Does this tempt you to want to come out and fight? Again? Um, Any point? No, it doesn't really tempt me. I mean, you know, there there is talk of of uh, that type of thing mm. in the future, maybe, but uh, not now. Well, it looks like we're going to see Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua in the spring of next year. Uh, that's exciting. I think it's not only the fight that fans want, but they've kind of demanded, right? Yeah, you know, they, they want to see an undisputed champion. They want to see Tyson Fury and, and Anthony uh, fight. Mm. I think it's going to be uh, a, a great fight. Uh, both are great athletes and, uh, you know, everybody's looking for a, a major fight like that. And, you know, 
there's a lot of people that think Anthony Joshua uh, is going to be the champion. A lot of people think that Tyson Fury is going to be the champion. Right now, you know, Tyson Fury is number one to me. A lot of people saying that, you know, Tyson Fury could potentially be one of the best heavyweights of all time. What do you, what do you think of that statement? I think that Tyson Fury is a, a great heavyweight. The fact that he's a switch hitter, you, you don't really see that in, in heavyweight boxing. And that's, you know, he can box uh, southpaw and he can box orthodox. He can move well. His boxing IQ is, is high and uh, he's a very smart individual. So, you know, I, I expect uh, big things in the future. Mm. I think the heavyweight division right now is, is exciting again. You know, I feel like this breed of heavyweight fighters right now is, is kind of recapturing some of the you know, your era and so forth. Do you, do you feel that the landscape of the heavyweight division is in a good place at the moment? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I just love the fact that, you know, the heavyweight uh, landscape is in, is in Britain right now. Yes. So that's, I'm very happy about that. I'm glad you said that. I was just going to say Britain are kind of ruling the waves right now with, yeah. with Joshua, with Fury, with the young Dubois and then Joyce, and then, although coming off a loss, Dylan White and, and Derek Chisora, um, it's going to sit within Britain. I think the, yeah. you know, the, the future champions, the current champions, I think it's, it's going to be that British wave, right? Yeah, it's the British wave right now, and I'm very glad that it's happening, yeah. and it, it's, it's great for, for Britain. And uh, right now, the focus is on Britain for boxing in every weight class. Mm. Who do you think wants it the most? Who do I think wants it wants the most? Wants it the most, yeah. I think Tyson Fury wants it the most. You know, it's, it's, I've spoken to him, he's a serious guy. Okay. He wants it the most, you know, you know what's on his head. And a fun one to finish. If you could spend some time in the gym with any of these fighters, who would it be? Probably the young kids, okay. you know, young kids. I love giving information to young, open-minded boxers. Um, I feel that I've got so much in my head to tell them and give them because I can't take it away with me. And talking of the young kids, if Daniel Dubois gets through Joe Joyce, do you think he could be the next superstar? Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Both guys are making the steps towards that now, and I think that's their focus for the future. Lennox, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you. Uh, Daniel Dynamite Dubois. Um, this fight with Joe Joyce has been rescheduled and rescheduled and rescheduled, and you even managed to squeeze a fight in the middle. Yeah. Um, you must be praying for the date to come so you can get the job done. Yeah, uh, you could say that, but in my mind, the fight was always going to happen, so I, I thought about it nearly every day, and uh, this has been like unfinished business from the first press conference and the first time I was announced, so here we are. I remember being there in BT Tower when the um, there was a little bit of argy bargy on the day as well, wasn't there? Yeah, you could say that a little bit back and forth. I don't know, a little bit worse, but it's nothing really serious. But it feels like a really long time ago, Daniel. I don't know if it does for you. No, not really. You know, time flies so fast. Um, I I just see it like. Uh, it, this is fact was it was destined to happen. So yeah, we're here now, and I've just got to make sure I'm prepared. Has anything changed in you um, from thinking back then how this fight was going to go to now? Have you grown? Has it given you more time to grow as a fighter at all, to to actually develop more as well? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, through this little time period, I've had time to grow, and I think. Now I'm maturing in and out of the ring and becoming better in every way. So I'll be more prepared this time than I would be would have been the first time. Mm. And and do you do you feel the significance of this fight in in your mind in your body? I know you're a young man. You know, who's a giant human being physically. Do, have yeah. you, do you do you carry the significance? kind of emotionally and, and kind of mentally with you into this fight, that this is the fight that people are saying, this is the acid test for you in terms of the heavyweight division. A little bit like Derek Chisora is for Alexander Usyk at the weekend, you know? Yeah, yeah, that, that this stage in my career, this is definitely my biggest fight ever on paper or whatever, but this is definitely the, 
the the test and I need to come through this one and um, do it in devastating fashion and uh, then then the doors are open and I've got the keys to the world title. The keys to the kingdom of the heavyweight division. How does that sound? Yeah, it sounds great. We're nearly there. Are you ready for that yet? So are you ready for everybody? At the moment, you know, we talk about you in our industry. People on the, you know, we're very excited, obviously. I mean, you've got so much talent. You're so young. You've got so many years ahead of you. You've shown that you have poise when you box, um, that you can fight behind your jab. You're not just a big right hand. You can think when you box. You've yeah. shown a lot of developments. But are you ready for the mainstream to know who you are for people to stop you in the street all the time you're a very shy very modest person are you ready for people everyone to know who you are of course i think um from the day i started this has been headed in this direction so uh, when it happens i won't be shocked or you know overawed by anything i know that this is a short career boxing and we have to make the most of, of every opportunity as it comes. So for me, it's uh, another day in the office for me. You know, I've been doing this long enough now to really, um, I'm experienced enough and capable of enough to handle anything. Um, have you, have you spoke, I know how close you are with your father and obviously your family are all boxing. Um, yeah. You know, and, and you're all very steeped in it and you've been in it since you were very young. You've been around, you know, you've got, decades of experience in terms of being around uh, Martin Bowers and his brother and the Peacock Gym, it's been very good for you. Are you, has, has Martin or have your trainers spoken to you about how you might have to handle fame when fame comes as well? You know, fame, what can I say about fame as a fighter for me, I don't look at it for the fame. I want, obviously everything what comes with being a champion, uh, you know, the success, the financial success and all of that stuff. But fame is not really important to me. It's, if people uh, want to watch the story and see, see my, our story unfold, then that would be great. And, yeah, you know, maybe learn something from it. But um, I never look at it as uh, just a, a fame and all of that stuff. It don't really bother me. Yeah, because I've known you a few years now and you've not changed at all. And it looks like... You know, you, you might get wealthier, you might get more successful, but it doesn't look, doesn't feel like your character will change, it will change you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I've been through a lot through this boxing thing and it's, it's definitely taught, taught teaches you to be there. And, um, you know, stay, stay on the path and whatever got you there, you need to stay with that sort of mentality. I mean, given your young age, I mean, we've all had our young years and we kind of go a bit wild sometimes. Like, you're so disciplined. Is there no risk that... You look what happened to Mike Tyson. Look what happened to other fighters. Maybe it didn't happen to um, Lennox Lewis, for example. He always stayed yeah. in the confines. Anthony Joshua stayed within the confines. Is there a wild side to you that you have to kind of let the, let the steam off sometimes? Well, I think there is. It's definitely like I, I let off in the ring. Right. That's where. Uh, that's the when it, when I, when I go in there and I go in there for action. I, that's what I want. I want um, war and everything that I have to do to you know smash through that opponent. And I let it all out, and uh, that's what we're saving up for. You know. Um, what do you make of the fact that? Just very quickly before I go back to Joe Joyce on you. Um with you. Um, what do you make of the fact that uh, Tyson Fury and um, Anthony Joshua are both fighting in December now on the 5th and the 12th? Do you think that's an indication that they will fight next year and do you think they'll both come handily through their defences? Because obviously there's a risk in terms of them, certainly with Pulev anyway, with Joshua. Yeah, I think they should both come through that. Uh, Pulev, I think he's had his day now. I think with the inactivities how he's been on there and everything, I think that he's a little bit past it now. Joshua should beat him, you know, not comfortably, but he should beat him. And uh, hopefully to get the big blockbuster showdown on next year, that's the fans and everyone else in the boxing world wants to see. Are you, how far are you 
from wanting to fight the winner of that? Uh, maybe not far at all. We'll see after this job fight, but I don't think it's that far at all. I think that this fight is going to tell, you know, all the questions that are out there about whether I'm ready or not and everything else like that. This will be the, this is the fight, the test, and uh, this is like what type of thing I'm preparing for, like a what type of fight. Do we expect to see you use your IQ in this fight to be, I mean, we're all, I think we'd all love to see you both go at it, but, um, and you may, um, but there's often a phony war in the first round where people being cagey with each other, physical chess match, all those kind of things. But um, are we likely to see a Gorman-esque beginning where you really show us your beautiful jab to set up your right hand and patient? Because um, I'm sure you respect him as well. And we know that he's got power and he's got a good chin. I mean, what, what, how, how do you visualise it? Um, I see it. You know, it could come come down to, you know, being a straightforward battle. He just seems like this, you know, a straightforward fighter like myself. And you come out, there's no, not too many thrills. We're going to maybe go at it. But uh, whatever scenario comes under, I believe I'll win and um, come away with a victory. But, you know, whatever the fight happens, it's going to be a great fight either way. Are you someone that visualises a lot? Like, before you go to sleep, do you, I don't know if you, or when you're in the gym, do you visualize, obviously going through your moves, I, I mean mentally, do you visualize finishing or do you visualize moves when you're not training? Do you, do, are you someone that sees in pictures, feels it in your body when you're not actually training or fighting? Yeah, a little bit sometimes, so, you know, certain stages of training and as this fight get closer, I get more, you know, in tune with myself and I, I can, you know, I do see parts of the fight and parts of, you know, I put myself in, you know, situations I might not be comfortable with. What, what if that happens in that? So I just try and cover everything I can. Do you feel you're in the Blue Ribbon division? You could be one of the yeah. biggest sports stars in the world. I touched on fame with you just now. Yeah. Have you... Do you feel there's a destiny inside you, not just as an athlete, as a sportsman, as a fighter? Is there a destiny in me, in you as a human being? Some of the most famous people in our society have come from the heavyweight division. Do you feel a destiny to do things? Maybe, maybe, you know. Well, first off, we've got to show that destiny is real and beat Joe. But um, yeah, maybe there is a destiny, a higher calling or whatever. Mm. But, uh, for now, it's just stick to the fighting, the gladiator business. <laughs> um, I, I mean, are you an admirer of what people like Muhammad Ali achieved or even Mike Tyson achieved for a group of people in society at a time around the rap period? He was like a great idol for, for that brilliant movement, the rap artists, the sub... Yeah. Not subversive culture, but a counterculture, if you like. Muhammad Ali standing up for people. Jack Johnson, yeah. the first African-American black heavyweight championship champion yeah. of the world. Really formidable figures in society. Yeah, I definitely, you know, over the years I've grown up watching these guys. And, uh, yeah, definitely they've took, yeah, taken my attention away. They've definitely, you know, 100%. Um, captivated me and a lot of people around the world so these guys yeah if maybe my career turns out like one of them then I'll be happy with my you know my legacy but I love that Tyson Fury Tyson Fury versus Daniel Dubois MGM Grand Las Vegas for all the belts and the ring magazine title what does that do when you hear that yeah wow that's um <laughs> doesn't blow me away but it could be it could be real it could happen you know that's a, a possibility it's up to me to go out there and make it happen and make it material you know bring it into you know fruition and make that a vision and uh, those those words come to reality because yeah. the truth is if you beat joe there's probably a pavetkin fight a parker fight yeah um then you start to go wilder Joshua, Fury, like yeah. you could be 
within two and a half years, yeah. barring no upsets, two and a half years of yeah. all the names right now, and then the next generation is going to come after you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard, you know, it's harder maintaining the spot than we're getting there. Um, yeah, true. But yeah, we want to just get there first, and uh, that's the real, you know, that, that comes with the territory, you know. Being hunt, you know, you're you're hunting then, and people's gunning for you once you're at the top of the mountain, and uh, that's where I'm trying to go, climbing the mountain, and uh, Joe's an obstacle in my way, and I need to get through him, get him out of the way. Let me just ask you about the number one and number two in the world at the moment. What's your feelings about Anthony Joshua and his ability, and how he's carried himself, and what he's done for the sport? I think he's been, uh, you know, you know, quite a good role model, a good champion. He's 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 done everything, beating everyone they put most everyone they put in 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 front of him, and he's he's at the top of the mountain now. He's you know he's he's definitely one of the best. His record proves it, and uh, he's come back, you know, beat Ruiz, and yeah, it's definitely up there. What do you think of the Gypsy King then? What he's achieved, where he stands, what his abilities are. Tyson Fury. They're both good fighters. Tyson Fury brings um, a different element, you know, different, you know, mindset and, uh, you know, the craziness and everything. It works in his favour. He's, he's good at, you know, drawing out, you know, revving himself up. When you look at both of their styles, do you beat them both even now? We'll, you know, we'll have to wait and see, but I'm definitely confident of giving, give me a right camp, right training, and everything goes well, then I'll be going into that fight looking to win and, you know, again, come, come away with a devastating victory. And, and final question, and, and, and it's lovely to see you. It's always great to see you. Um, You've had one fight behind closed doors in lockdown already. I mean, I asked you at the beginning, you must be looking forward to the fight with Joe. You've waited and waited and waited it, it to be put off. Is it better to have this fight even behind closed doors than wait for crowds to return? Because surely you'd love to walk out in front of a big crowd because it must have been strange coming out last time in the audience. Yeah, it was. It was different. You know, people were all quiet and, uh, you know, my only my dad was there making noise and, and everyone <laughs> is pretty strange but I don't that the, the fact that this fight is behind closed I'm going to still go out there and do what I have to do to win and you know it's still a fight at the end of the day and uh, with you know this might even turn out better that there's not too many you know distractions and all of that stuff when you go into the venues and you have to hide away and everything so yeah, straight to business and everyone knows that they're, they're there for so it should be very efficient. And finally, I understand you've been working really hard with the Bowers, with Martin and um, your, your coaches, like all the way through lockdown. So maybe we'll see some new tricks when you walk into the ring against Joe Joyce. Yeah, definitely. I think you haven't seen the best of me yet and this fight could be the one that, you know, tests everything I've got and uh, I'll pull out, pull out, you know, different stuff I've, I've been shown before and, you know, different moves I can do. It's great to see you as always, my friend. And, uh, I mean, hopefully we'll be there on the night, a few of the media, and um, stay well and I can't wait to see it. Thank you very much. All right, thanks. Thank you, Gary. Cheers. Appreciate your time. Thanks, brother. Cheers.